The Young Pro Show, hosted by yours truly, Dominic Fry. Would you still do something great if nobody ever saw it? A podcast for young professionals to come together and to talk about their goals and their path to get there. And if I fail, I'll fail forward. I sit down with other forward-thinking individuals and talk about what they are doing to accomplish their dreams of tomorrow. Maintaining strength while living in your purpose. Mm. Now let's dive into the next legendary episode. Hello and welcome back for another episode of The Young Pro Show. Hosted by yours truly, Don McFry. Um, hope you guys appreciate the show. I'm excited for this episode. I have a family member on. Uh, if you haven't checked out the last episode, I had Brian Grimm on. Great conversation, being able to talk about him. Uh, in coaching and his different experiences that he's had in his short career. But as I mentioned with the teaser, family member on tonight. Uh, she's going to add some valuable insight. I'm really excited to have her on. And um, Tanner, welcome on to the Young Pro Show. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah of course. It, I think it's awesome. We had a conversation, I don't know, a couple months ago. Um, you know, not that social media is everything, but I really do appreciate and I like being able to watch, uh, you know, other people from, you know, third point of view and being able to see social media and just the way that they use it from a business standpoint. Um, and, and I think it's been really cool being able to see over the last several months, you know, you kind of grow in your social media presence and, you know, really utilizing that aspect, uh, you know, as far as uh, your real estate career. Yeah, that was something that um, I had a conversation with another realtor that I kind of look up to um, during, like, I think it was March or April, right when, like, COVID stuff hit. And so my business got scaled way back um, initially with that. And, um, yeah, that was her encouragement to me is just to, you know, really, like, get into my social media and post more and connect with my sphere of influence that way. So that's something that I've been, you know, focusing on, trying to do better with and, it's a little out of my comfort zone. It's not something that I normally do. Um, but I feel like, you know, just forcing myself to get on there. And I try to schedule out my posts and things like that to make sure that I'm engaging with my my people um, more often. Yeah, it's just a cool and different way to be able to, again, not only reach, you know, your... Uh, you know, your following, your demographic, the people that, you know, your family and friends, people that already know you, but also... You know, as you're, again, as a realtor, as you're buying houses and you're selling houses for people and being able to just like broadcast them. And that's a very easy way for them to be able to share with their friends and family, uh, with them putting in very minimal effort and you just really getting your name out there. So, uh, yeah, I think it's awesome seeing your, and as you mentioned, a little bit out of your comfort zone. Uh, but I think it's cool to be able to see you grow in that way during this shutdown in these last several months. Awesome. Yeah. Yep. That's the goal. So hopefully it'll get easier the longer I do it. For sure. I'm sure it definitely doesn't get harder. You know, once you get just a little bit more comfortable with yeah, the different scheduling and social media websites and such. Um, okay. So let's get into it. You know, let's go back to uh, let's go back. You're 18 years old, you graduate high school. And at this point for you, Tanner, what were your career goals. You know, I, we talked a little bit obviously already about, you know, being a realtor right now, but at that time, you know, what were you thinking as you graduated from the 
Pettisville High School. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, honestly, at that point, I I didn't have a great, like, direction that I wanted to to go after. I, um, I knew I loved sports. Like, that was everything in high school for me. And um, I did well in school. So, but I didn't necessarily have, like, something that I was really passionate about as far as a career goes. So I guess being that I love sports, I was like, man, I'm going to try exercise science. I want to be like a trainer. I thought about maybe being like an athletic trainer or um, I thought about maybe doing physical therapy down the road. So um, I got an exercise science major or I started getting an exercise science major at Cornerstone. Um, And that was kind of just how I started. And I was just going to see where it took me. So, huh, I did not know that. That's really interesting that yeah. you ended up, you went to, initially went for exercise science. Yeah, um, yeah. So, did you graduate with the exercise science degree then? Did not. Nope. I only did that for, I think, I did it for the full first year. Um, I took a couple exercise science classes in there, some anatomy and physiology, some kinesiology, uh, maybe one or two other classes too that were specific to that major. And I liked them. I enjoyed them. It wasn't that I didn't enjoy it. Um, I think more the shift for me was in thinking what I wanted to do with it long-term. And in one of my classes, we started talking about like the specific things that you could pursue with that major. And it was um, things like either being a personal trainer, like at a gym or something. Um, And I just couldn't see myself doing that. I'm not like a super bubbly, like, I don't know, rah-rah type person. So I couldn't see myself doing that. Um, and then when I thought about, like, physical therapy, I, I didn't want to do all that extra schooling. And I knew, like, long-term, my goal was to be able to have a family and be home with my kids. And so that was the biggest thing that I'm like, I really want to do something that gives me more flexibility. And um, that's when I decided to go with business. And that was something that um, – I grew up around both my parents are entrepreneurs um they have business degrees and jobs in the business field kind of so i guess that was like the next logical thing for me and i started that um my second year yeah so that makes sense and i think that's awesome you know hearing you talk about thinking long term you know as i feel like that's unfortunately not the mindset that a lot of students have when they're in college, that they're more so just thinking of, yeah, let's just get the degree. And once I get the piece of paper, then I'll figure things out rather than for you, you were considering that while you were in school already and thinking, what's the next step? You know, even you say this was your freshman year, you know, you only exercise science major for a year and you were already considering like, okay, what am I going to do with this after I graduate? I think that's awesome. And, you know, really wise of you at that time. Yeah, I mean, I guess. I don't know. I think it's just, it's so hard when you're in high school and you're, like, trying to make all these really big decisions about what you want to do with the rest of your life, but you don't really know what you're going to enjoy and what you're not going to enjoy, and I think that's something that college kind of helps you with, is as you take those aspects, like, classes, you get more of a feel of what you like and don't like, and um, it also just helps you to, I don't know, think about about how that's going to look in the future too. So you said then you ended up switching to business. You know, that was something that, you know, both of your parents had experience in. 
you know, how were how would you describe, I guess, the next couple years then with uh, getting the degree in business? Um, I really enjoyed my business classes. I think from the start, I really liked them. Uh, we didn't have any business classes in high school. I guess we had accounting. So I took accounting in high school and loved it. And um, yeah, I enjoyed most of my classes. I went with a more generic major, um, business management. And then I think my senior year, I decided I was just looking at my like the credits that I had. And I saw that I could double major in finance as well. And so I added finance on there and I loved my finance classes. And actually, um, some of those classes made me think about maybe pursuing some different certifications, um, like taking my Series 7 test and different things like that, because I thought maybe I would be like an investment advisor or something. Um, I don't know. I just really I just really enjoyed it as I started taking some of those more specific classes. So Tanner, what was it that you enjoyed so much about those finance classes then? Um, I'm not really sure. Honestly, I enjoyed the challenge of them. I just, I love numbers and I don't know, maybe if it was just something because I grew up around it and it, it came naturally to me. Um, I also just liked the, I liked that it was more of an open-ended degree. So I wasn't necessarily like stuck with one certain like career path, there's so many different things that you can do with the degree. So I liked the variety in my classes and just the possibilities that kind of come along with it. And that being said, though, it's also it also made it hard then my senior year when I was trying to like find a job because I didn't have a specific direction. Again, just like if you go and get an education degree, you're no, mm. you know you're going to be a teacher. But right. um, when you get a business degree, it's like, I don't know. There's just so many options that it kind of makes it hard when you're then going to look for a career. I think that's cool. The fact that you just kind of picked up, you know, into finance your senior year, and then you ended up, you know, loving those classes and, you know, loving numbers. And, and I guess part of it, I'm a little biased as well. Cause I, my story was, I guess a little similar that for the longest time, I thought I was just going to go into business management with my degree. Um, just because I thought, you know what, I've, in different settings, I feel like I was just, I've been like a natural born leader and I'm like, I just enjoy people and being around people and business management sounds great. And then I started taking for me, some of my managed courses and I'm like, these classes, uh, again, my experience at Heidelberg, I just felt like the classes seemed very basic and very generic. Mm -hmm. And so then I started taking some finance classes and again, similar to you, like I love the numbers, love the numbers, but also there was still that human element to it. It wasn't quite like an accounting degree where I felt like I was just going to be sitting behind a desk and, uh, you know, just punching numbers all day long. But, you know, finance kind of seemed like that middle ground between, you know, numbers, but then also people. And, you know, as you mentioned as well, just several options as well. Yep. And there's a challenge to it. Like you're, it's not, um, it's not a boring job for sure. And I just, I enjoyed the challenge of figuring out, um, what what companies are doing well on the stock market and why they're doing well and trying to predict you know who's going to do well in the future and um, really like getting down and studying the organization of companies and what makes them perform well and it's just to me it's exciting and maybe people think that's dry and boring but I really enjoyed it I enjoy the challenge of it yeah, same. I'm, I'm in the same boat. So you mentioned then that it was kind of difficult post college to find a degree with having you know, more of a general field. So what did that look like you? What did that, excuse me, what did that look like for you with applying 
for jobs, but then also what was your first job then out of college? Um, so actually, back up just a little bit, the summer before my senior year of college, I got an internship at First Federal Bank in, um, in Defiance, which is close to like 30 minutes from where I lived. And um, that job came from some connections that I had. Actually, I think my dad um, told me about the, the internship position that they had available that summer um, from the banker that he worked with. And so I applied for it and got the, got the job, got the internship. And I didn't love it, honestly, um, but it was a really good internship for me. Basically, what they did is um, I spent a week to maybe two weeks in each of the different departments throughout the bank that summer. So um, I spent like a week in marketing. I spent a week in the um, like the consumer side of banking. I spent a week in the investment side of banking. I spent a week with lenders. And then I wrapped it up with a project um, where I was like, this was actually the coolest part. I got to go around to all the different banks in um, that first federal had like all of their different branches and I did a mystery shop. So basically I would walk in, pretend like I was a customer and then rank them on their customer service and like the questions they asked me and things like that. Um, so that was really cool. But um, basically then that, that internship, I stayed in contact with them a little bit throughout the year. And then I think it was in January when I was trying to, you know, look more seriously into getting a job. Um, because I, because I interned with them, they were like the first people that came to mind. And so I, they had a position available for a commercial credit analyst. And so I applied and I got that job. And really that was, I think that was the only place I applied because, um, I don't know, it just was a good fit and it made sense for me at the time. So that is how I got my first job. And I started it, you know, the week I got out of the week I graduated, I started that job. Wow. Being able, that would be such a valuable internship to be able, you know, like really within any business, but especially, you know, within a bank to just being able to spend a couple weeks in so many different departments and you just get, you know, not only are you getting a little bit of experience in each department, but you're meeting different people from each department and just constantly making connections. And, you know, and then, I mean, yeah, it kind of sounds fun with the, the mystery shopping and, you know, the presentation on the customer experience and such. Um, that sounds like an awesome internship experience. Yeah, and it was really, really valuable. Just like you're saying, like, not only do you get that experience, you kind of, because like I was saying, you're coming out of college where you, you're, you've taken all of the different business classes, but that doesn't necessarily mean you have a good idea of what you want to pursue. And I feel like that internship really gave me a better feel for, you know, the, the areas that I enjoy and the areas that I didn't like so much. Um, so yeah, it was good. I know that I, after that internship, I'm like, I don't want to do anything in marketing. I don't really want to work on the consumer side of banking. Um, so yeah, it kind of helped me narrow my, my goals. And actually out of that internship, what I really wanted to do was be an investment banker. Um, but they didn't have a position open at the time and they did have one in the commercial division. So I took that. Nice. Uh, yeah. Like you said, having that experience, it worked well just to, at least to get that first job, you know, for a lot of people, they struggle to get that first job out of college and already having that connection and boom, just being able to jump right in there uh, and start that position. Mm -hmm. So 
we touched on at the very beginning, you know, you being a realtor now. So obviously, you know, at some point you did make that career transition from working inside the bank um, to being a realtor. I mean, I guess simple question, but you know, I guess maybe two questions. Like one, what caused that career transition? Uh, but then also like, you know, why? Like why do you decide to make the change? Um, so I I liked my job as a credit analyst. It was it was challenging. I learned a ton from it. I made some really great connections and um I I did well with it. Um but what I missed is the the interaction with other people. I mean, as an analyst, basically my job was come into the office every day and sit at my computer and crank through numbers and analyze analyze business um, like income statements and balance sheets. And it was fun and interesting, but my only communication really um, was with the lenders. And so I, I wanted something where I had more personal interaction, where I wasn't sitting behind a desk all day. And I knew, I knew that that wasn't going to be for me long term. So um, I did look a, a little bit around different jobs that the bank had had to offer. Um, I wasn't really sure I wanted to be a lender. That's like the next logical step from an analyst. Most analysts go on to become a lender then. Mm. And I wasn't really sure that's what I wanted. So um, I, and I guess at that time also, we were talking about moving from Ohio down to Florida. And um, I guess there's not a ton of options for different jobs in Archibald, Ohio. It's just a small town. And and there aren't as many opportunities there. But when we talked about moving down here to Florida, um, it kind of opens up a new world of possibilities because there's it's just a little bigger and there, there's more to offer. So um, I started thinking about, I guess I started thinking outside the box a little bit more about different things that maybe I could do. And um, like I said earlier, when I was in college, my whole reason for getting a business degree was to be able to, like when we had a family, to be home with my kids and um, and maybe be able to work from home like part time to go along with raising my kids. So that was like my number one goal. And um, so anyways, when we were talking about coming down to Florida, real estate was always something that I had kind of like had in the back of my mind. And I'm like, hey, I'm just going to try it. There's no better time than now. So um, I just jumped into it when we got down here. I took my classes online. Well, we were still in Ohio, so I passed my test a couple weeks before we moved down, and then as soon as we got down here, I signed up with the company and um, started doing the the in-person training for the job. And that was how I got started. How many years have you been a realtor at this point? I kind of forget how many years so since you've been, been in Florida. A realtor for just over two years, two years and a couple months. As wow. Well. Um, yeah, and I don't know. I don't honestly don't really know what got me started thinking about real estate. It's not really something that anyone in my family or anyone that I knew um, did. So I just, I think it might have been even in the process of thinking about selling our house that I was like, man, this could be kind of fun. Um, so yeah, I just, I decided what the world, I'm just going to try it, give it a shot. Cool. There are, so, I mean, I have several questions from uh, that little bit of information. Uh, I guess not really a question. The first one's more a statement. I'm shocked that you said there was more opportunities for you in Sarasota, Florida, than what there was in Archibald, Ohio. I am, I am, my mind's just blown by that, by that observation. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
<laughs> Second, uh, the first like real question is, and actually this is more I'm just interested really. You said that a lot of times the analyst, their position is then to a lot of times they become a lender. And a lender would be a position which would be, you know, more uh, customer facing and more interaction with mm -hmm. people. Was there anything in particular that made you not really interested in that lender position or was it more so just that opportunity not being available maybe like with First Federal so that that made it a little bit easier just to, you know, expand uh, your mind to something to other opportunities? Honestly, I think the biggest turnoff for me with being a lender was that it was a sales position, which is ironic because I now work in a sales position. <laughs> <laughs> so I went from like turning down a sales opportunity to then pursuing a sales job. Um, I don't know. I'm not really sure what the difference is, except for that um, I love real estate. And so I think I, I think my logic was that I'm selling something to someone that they definitely want. Um, and I'm more than being a salesperson, I'm helping them meet a need that they have. Um, and that's definitely like, now that I am a realtor, the part that I like least about my job is when I'm trying to lead generate and like sell people on, um, I, I'm really selling them on my services and I don't, I just don't, I don't love that. That's my least favorite part of my job. I love when I'm actually, you know, working with people, helping them, um, find a home or helping them get their house ready to sell and, and working with negotiations and things like that. I love that part of my job, but, um, the like cold calling and, um, door knocking and lead gen, that kind of stuff is, is what I don't like the most. Um, and honestly, when you're getting starting and when you're getting started in real estate, that's all you do. So the first, oh, at least six months of my job were pretty rough. Um, I just, I didn't love it. And Keller Williams. So if you're thinking about becoming a realtor, it really is important what company you go with. Keller Williams, um, has a lot of really great training and education and, so I spent a lot of my time in the beginning just going to classes and trying to learn as much as I can because, um, you know, there's just so much, so much to learn and soak in. So that's what I did a lot of at first. But they really, they were really pushing the cold calls, um, calling expired listings, calling for sale by owners and trying to get them to sell with you. Um, and when you think about it, like, who is going to say okay, this experienced agent couldn't sell my home for me in the last six or nine months, but I'm going to give it to you, a brand new agent who's never sold a home before. It's just, <laughs> <laughs> it's not a very easy way to get started in the business, um, which you can understand why. So it can be rough to get started, but I guess what I was saying is um, once you develop a database and a sphere and you you get some transactions under your belt and um, you you start getting some referral business and you start getting people to work with you who know you and trust you already. That's when, it, to me, that's when it gets fun because then you're doing more um, of actually helping people and working with people and less of the cold calling. Yeah, and then, you know, obviously like you just said, you get rid of that you know, for you, the pain points in your job, you know, to get to do more things you enjoy. Um, yeah, I mean, I think for everyone in any, I mean, I'm in a sales position myself. And yeah, the cold calling and prospecting, you know, I mean, I feel similar to you. And I think probably most 
salespeople do. You know, they want to be in front of people. But I think, you know, one line that you had in there, which I really enjoyed and appreciated, was you saying, which I think at the core of it is what really makes a great salesperson is you mentioned about you want to help them meet a need that they have, mm -hmm. you know, and when that is how you view your role as a salesperson, that's when, uh, you know, in my mind, um, not that I would really know anything about long-term success being 25 years old, but in my mind, I think like that's what can create, you know, for you as a realtor can help establish that long-term success is being able to, you know, when you sit with a couple, again, whether they are buying, selling, a couple or individual, and with whatever stage they are at in the real estate process, being able to say, okay, well, what is your need? Let's meet that need, and I'm going to exceed those expectations so that not only will they definitely come back to you, but then they tell their family and friends, and hey, I know this great realtor. She was incredible. We had the bar set here, and she went way above that bar. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think that is awesome. You know, you, and again, just mentioned about having a couple years of experience now, and it is really difficult to get started. Um, but, you know, being able to you know, realize that it's not going to be an overnight success. You know, when you first got that real estate license, it's not going to be, okay, well, all right, let's sell some houses and let's buy some houses and this going to be easy and fun. And, you know, it takes... Um, right. you know, a lot of work and especially in your circumstance with moving to a new location in Florida, I guess I, you know, my next question for you, but maybe if you want to touch on a little bit, you know, you mentioned on one hand, you know, pros and cons to every situation that we make in life. Mm -hmm. And in your case, you know, you moved to Sarasota, Florida, you moved to a whole nother state and yes, there are more opportunities. There are more people, there's more businesses, more, uh, yeah, just properties available. However, at the same time, you know, the people aspect behind, you know, selling, but specifically in real estate, you don't have that initial uh, human connection with people because it's not, well, yeah, I just went to school with this person growing up or, you know, this person, um, you know, you don't have those people that you just grew up with. So then it's initially you don't have that human element uh, to yeah. be able to sell. So what was that like for you, especially within those first two years now, mm -hmm. like to get started in a new location, which again, have those pros, but also have those cons? Yeah, for sure. That was probably one of the hardest things because someone who grew up here, you know, they already have a couple hundred people in their database that they could call and say, hey, I just got into real estate, you know, um, and make that initial connection with. Um, I had like, a handful of people because um, my cousins live down here and my aunts and uncles, like two families live down here. So like they were my people that I knew and that was all I had. Um, so I guess what I did to get started is I, um, I held some, I had one listing from um, family that, that I got started with. So um, through the process of listing that home, I, I held open houses every single weekend and um, I met a couple people during those open houses who I was able to help um, buy a home. And so that kind of was a springboard for me. And um, I would also, I would do door knocking. I would like before an open house, I would go around to the neighbors and like knock on their doors and tell them that I was holding an open house and, you know, just try to meet people and, and I guess get leads that way. Um, but probably one of my biggest, my biggest things that I did was one of the easier things. And that was just getting involved in the community and, 
you know, meeting people through church and we started a small group and we made some friends and um, I joined another like women's Bible study. Um, trying to think some of the other ways. Oh, um, Alex coaches cross country. So I got to um, meet some of those families of the kids on his team. And I think those relationships are really, you know, how I started to build my sphere down here. And um, I kind of leaned on those people to, to help give me some leads as I started to grow my business. And um, I'm still, and I guess I kind of want to go back to what I said before, because I don't want to, I don't want to make it sound like um, you ever get to the point as a business person, you have to know, like you're, you're, you might be in the business of like, baking things for a bakery but like your number one job as a business owner is to get customers and to get clients like you don't have a business unless you do that so no matter what job you have as a business person you're gonna have some sales element to it and that never ends no matter how long you're in business so um like even if i've been a realtor for 20 years my my number one job is to still generate leads um i think what changes a little bit is how you how you do that. And the longer that you, um, the more relationships you have with people, the more that those are warm leads instead of cold leads, if that makes sense. So um, at first, everything I did was a cold lead. It was through door knocking, through open houses. They were all people that I met that one time and then um, like helped them buy or sell if they needed it. But then the, now, the longer that I'm in it, they're more most of them are more warm leads. They're people that I have some kind of a relationship with or they know someone, those people that I have a relationship with know someone who then I can help buy or sell. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, that definitely makes sense. I love that. I think that is great. Uh, you know, yeah, you talk about the community aspect, but from the business aspect, yeah, I feel like I could sit there and listen to you or talk to you about that all day long. Um, you know, I love to think about just businesses and the way they operate. And exactly like you said, every job, no matter what you do, is going to have some kind of sales to it. Mm -hmm. You know, you are always selling to someone, to some business somewhere, you know, like or else you, right. you got to make money somehow. So you have to have some sort of customer base, right. um, you know, and, and even like you said, no matter your experience, you always have to prospect. It's just different how you prospect based on you know, how long you've been in that industry, in that area, and, you know, things are, um, yeah, it changes over time, but at, at the same time, it doesn't change over time. You know, it's still, right. it's still the same thing, it's just a different way. Right, and there's people in my office who, like, thrive on those phone calls. They call expireds all day long, and that's what they love to do. Um, hmm. And that was something that, honestly, like the first year I was in it, I almost quit because I was trying to do it that way and I hated it and it was just miserable. Like thinking about getting up in the morning and doing it made me like have anxiety every night. And so um, I'm like, this isn't worth it. But then I talked to someone who's like, you don't have to do it that way. There's different ways to succeed. Um, you know, there's more than one way to skin a cat. So I started, I started doing something that I enjoyed, which was, you know, just meeting people through those Bible studies or small groups or reaching out to people on Facebook who I hadn't talked to in a while. And um, I don't know, I guess that's something else that I, I feel like I've learned over the last couple of years is you don't have to like, yes, every, every job is going to have something that you don't enjoy and you have to push through it and do the things you don't love so that you can do the things that you do enjoy. Um, but you also don't have to um, do things 
the hard way all the time. If there's, if you can find a way to be creative and find another solution, then um, obviously do it that way. Because if you enjoy it, you're going to, you're going to do better at it. For sure. You know, have, if you have a happier life and, you know, happier with what you're doing, it's only going to, again, lead to that long-term um, success and really just long-term happiness for you, you know, as an individual. Right. Uh, so one more question I have for you in regards to, you know, being a realtor that I'm kind of just interested in, partly because this is something that actually I think about um, with myself as an insurance agent. Uh, so do you feel, do you feel like at times, actually, let me just describe a little bit. And maybe it'll help explain my question. My question is, do you feel, do you question sometimes the fact that you have a college degree and you are a realtor? And what I mean by that is like for myself, I explained how, you know, I got a degree in finance and then I ended up as soon as I graduated, I got, you know, my license through the state of Ohio and now I'm licensed to, you know, sell insurance to people. And on one hand, like, you know, I know there were a lot of, uh, you know, intangible skills that I learned in college. But on the other hand, I think, you know, I almost struggle to a certain degree that I'm like, you know, if I was 18 years old and had graduated high school, I could have just as easily gotten my license, applied for positions, gotten into an insurance agency somewhere, and I could have potentially, again, it makes it easier to have that college degree to get your foot in the right. door. But I'm like, I could realistically be doing what I'm doing now without yeah. that piece of paper. Like, is that something yeah. that ever crosses your mind or you think about? I have thought about that before, honestly, because obviously a realtor, you don't need a degree for that. I mean, you're your own boss. So... Um, all you need to do is get the certification. And as long as you can pass the test, you can be a realtor. Um, I will say, I guess trying to think back, like where I learned certain things in my past, I learned a lot from being at the bank. A lot of those um, skills and just things that I learned have carried over into what I do now. Um, but I, I think there really are some things that I learned in school that have been really valuable to me. And some of it's just background knowledge and understanding um, the basics of finance and, you know, cap rate and um, how to analyze like the, the income stream and the cash flow from an investment and things like that. Like those are things that aren't just common skills. I, I probably learned them at college. I might have learned them um, from the bank. I don't, I don't really remember where I picked some of the stuff up and some of it is just common sense. But I guess to answer your question, I think my degree is is valuable. Would I have needed it to be a realtor? No. And I could, a lot of the skills that I use, I I learned from just doing the job. And I, I feel like that's probably any job. You're going to learn way more from like actually hands-on experience than you're ever going to learn sitting in a classroom behind a desk, reading a textbook. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean those skills aren't valuable or that they didn't um, make it easier on you once you do have that job. If that answers your question. Yeah, 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 it does. And I mean, it's one of those, it's not really a, you know, right or wrong, uh, you know, answer. And it's just something, you know, in hindsight, being in 2020, I don't think I would go back and change things, uh, you know, knowing what I know now, but I just kind of something I chuckle as I think about, I'm like, you know, I took zero insurance classes in college. I learned right. zero about actually insurance and you know then again but on one hand I, your wife there true so <laughs> it, so i guess it was worth it 
I'm just giving you a hard time. That, that is invaluable, correct? <laughs> Trying to get brownie points with Nicole. Yes, thank you for that. Thanks for the, you're throwing the alley-oop to me and I'm trying to dunk it without hitting the back of the rim. So, right. <laughs> so thanks for that, Tanner. Oh, man. No, so, for sure. I know what you're saying, though. Like, there's definitely value to it, but um, yeah, you can, you can learn a lot just from your mm -hmm. hands-on experience, too. So we've spent a lot of time, uh, you know, great conversation thus far, just talking about business, real estate. Uh, you know, I mentioned little things with insurance. We've talked a lot about, you know, you currently what you're doing and what you've done the last couple of years, uh, as well as, you know, what you've done, you know, with your experience at the bank. So let's, if we look forward a little bit from now, so let's look at, you know, future Tanner, uh, professional, <clears throat> excuse me, professionally speaking, you know, what would you say are your career goals or where do you see yourself potentially within the next like three to five years? Hmm. That's a good question. Um, I, I've thought a lot about that because um, after having Braylon, my, my life looks different and real estate has become, um, I guess, more of a challenge just because she takes up all my attention during the day. So, um, and like I said earlier, like my number one dream and goal has always been to be a mom and I want to be home with her and mm -hmm. I don't want to have to like take her to a babysitter every day so that I can work. Um, but at the same time, I love what I do and um, I want to be able to continue doing it. And I'm a competitive person. I'm, I'm pretty goal driven. And so um, I want to be successful with it and I want to keep, you know, doing better and selling more homes every year. So um I guess when I think about it, I think I'd like to, um, I'd like to continue to grow myself as a single agent and, um, maybe at some point in the future, I'd love to have a team. So, um, most of the time what that looks like is, is agents will hire first an admin person or a marketing person to take care of some of that, that paperwork so that I can focus more on what they what at Keller Williams, they call it your one thing, which is like, what is the one thing that you're doing every single day that helps drive your business forward? And it's not paperwork and it's not um, like, it's, it's really not social media. It's not, um, it's not some of that like busy work that goes on behind the scenes. It's lead generating, it's building relationships with people. It's, um, it's going out there and meeting with clients. So um, I guess what I'm saying is I'd love to I'd love to grow my business big enough so that I'm able to hire someone to do some of that back work so that I can focus more on the things that are actually making me money. Um, and I think if I do that, then I'll have more time to spend with my family and my kids and I won't be spending so much time on all that busy work. Wow, that is actually almost a perfect transition into my, my final question of the episode for you. Typically I end every episode with question, what are you doing today to reach your dreams of tomorrow? But you know what, on this episode we can change it up and I apologize for the exact wording of it, but what is the one thing that you are doing? Uh, you know, actually that's really cool that, you know, Keller Williams, um, they either they inadvertently stole my tagline or maybe <laughs> I inadvertently stole their tagline. <laughs> Um, I probably stole it from you. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's uh, I really appreciate how you worded that though. And again, that's cool that Keller Williams, you know, teaches that uh, you know mm -hmm. to their agents and their employees and such. But so for you, I guess, what is that one thing 
that you are doing, uh, you know, every day or, you know, in my case, you know, what are you doing today to reach those dreams? Like, how are you actively pursuing that today to be able to grow your business to be able to hire, you know, those admin or marketing workers? Um, I think what I'm focusing on most right now is just trying to build relationships with people. And um, I actually had a conversation with someone in my office last week that you don't need to have like a hundred great friends um, because every, every person that you know also has maybe seven to 10 other really close people in their lives. So I guess what I'm saying is I'm trying to, to build deep relationships with, um, with people in my life. And I have, you know, a few different groups of people that I focus on. And, um, you know, as I build those relationships with people and they, they know me and trust me, it's not like a, it's not an instant thing where you meet someone and, and they trust you enough to help them buy a house. That's a big decision. So I guess what I'm focusing on now is building relationships with people and helping them, you know, see who I am. And, and hopefully through that process, they trust me enough to, either use me themselves or refer me to someone else that they know who's looking to buy or sell a house. Yeah, that is awesome. That's a, that's a good way to put it. You know, rather than trying to find a hundred great friends, if you find 10 fantastic ones and 10 that are going to, you know, be by your side. And again, if they can have those seven to 10 connections, then that rather than you trying to stretch your arms out wide and run yourself thin, mm -hmm. uh, Know, being able to just focus on and again not only professionally but also personally you know i'm sure that is you know a great benefit to your life as well being able to have those deep relationships with people um yeah. and being able to have those friends to lean on in different circumstances definitely yep and that's what makes it so rewarding i think is that whereas in my with my job in the past i spent most of my time behind a computer like this job i actually i get to focus on those relationships and and that's fun like i enjoy that just you know, in my personal life, but then it also helps me in my, my professional life, I guess, in my business too. That is awesome. Wow. Well, thank you so much for, you know, spending your time uh, and your evening to be on the show, Tanner. Um, it's, yeah, it's been great just being able to have, you know, a one-on-one -on -one conversation about this and just be able to dive in a little bit more about you, um, you know, and your business, uh, you know, and kind of, just to see how you've gotten there and then, you know, what are you doing today, but then also, you know, future goals as well. Um, you know, you're talking about how you, yourself, you are focused and, you know, goal driven. Uh, and I appreciate that. And uh, I'm really excited to see you grow as a realtor and, you know, from the internet, I'm excited to see you grow, continue to grow that social media presence as well. Cool. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate it, Dom. I love listening to your show. Um, and hopefully something that I said gives gives someone some encouragement or a good idea or some value at least. Yeah, of course. I think there were several nuggets that people can take out of this one. So thanks for your time again, Tanner. Everybody listening, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Uh, feel free to – actually, you know what? That's how we can end it. Where can – where or how can people find you on social media, Tanner? Yeah, um, you can follow me on Facebook at T Fry Keller Williams or um, Instagram at T Fry Realtor, I believe. I should know that better. <laughs> All right. Well, you feel free to reach out to me and I can always get you in touch <laughs> with Tanner's social media as well if anybody wants to hit her up. So awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks for your thanks, night, Tanner. Um, yep. Yep. Have a good night. You too.
Thanks for listening to another episode of The Young Pro Show. Feel free to interact on social media, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. My personal accounts as well, at DJFry25. Thanks again for your time. Thanks for listening to the show. I love you all from the bottom of my heart, and God bless.